I can see you in your suit and necktie. Pass me a note saying meet me tonight. Hey guys, welcome to Well Cordell. This is the podcast that encourages all of its listeners to consider getting well. And today we're going to be talking about shooting your shot. And when I say shooting your shot, I'm talking about shooting your shot with people that you like, people that you have feelings for. I think there's a lot that goes along with this and a lot of different perspectives out there about shooting your shot. So I'm going to use this episode to share what I've learned through trial and error with shooting my shot. And this episode is going to be to encourage you guys that if there's someone you like, someone you have feelings for, what are you doing? Go shoot your shot. So personally, there have been a lot of things that have caused me to struggle with shooting my shot. And I'm going to share what those things are. And I'm going to share some misconceptions that I held on to around shooting your shot. So this is something I've talked about on a couple of other podcast episodes. So if you guys have listened to those, you know me by now. And you know that starting in high school, I developed really low self-esteem and really low self-confidence. And this seeped into the part of me that started to want a relationship. So the problem is that that caused me to get stuck on the very first step to starting a relationship, shooting your shot, letting the person even know that you like them. Because the way I viewed myself, my self-worth was so low to the point that I got to thinking, who even wants to be with me? Who would even take a chance on me? So that was a huge barrier that I had to overcome. And I've come really far since that point. And I'll go into depth on a different episode of how I got out of that hole. But I was literally closed off to the possibility of even being with someone. And in the last episode, I talked about a reason that I felt like I was worth less than other people in high school. And that is simply because I didn't own brand name clothes and shoes. And it was so bad to the point where I felt like I wasn't of caliber to talk to people who wore nice things. I let comparing myself to other people in high school become a full-blown confidence killer in more ways than just my ability to make friends with other people. This also seeped into how I felt about shooting my shot with somebody. Now, I need to mention that there was a sprinkle of validation to me being scared to shoot my shot because I was a walking red flag, essentially, in high school because not being able to afford nice clothes is one thing, that's out of my control and that had to do with my situation at home but there were also some things that were in my control that I just didn't care about or I chose not to pay attention to I guess I just thought they weren't important like the way I behaved socially and the way I carried myself around other people was let's just say exotic compared to the average person In my freshman year of high school, there were a lot of lessons for me to learn, such as respecting boundaries, respecting people's personal space, and their time and energy. And now I'm in a place where I see that not respecting boundaries, for example, can be seen as very unattractive and can make you very undesirable. And since then, I've done self-development to make sure that I do that. (laughs) And then there's this area of my life where I have by far progressed the farthest, which is my hygiene. Look, I will spare you guys the details. I was a gross kid. I was disgusting. And so 
to really grasp what good hygiene means was an absolute game changer for me in my cleanliness and my confidence. It was already like night and day for my confidence getting my basic hygiene on lock and then I started paying special attention to caring for my skin and caring for my hair and that elevated me even further. And it wasn't about improving my hygiene for the sake of somebody I liked. It was improving my hygiene for the sake of bettering my health and helping me to feel better about myself. But nonetheless, it did give me a boatload of confidence to make more moves. So, killing two birds with one stone. Of course, now I've learned the lesson that there's much more to a person than what they own or what they wear. Because number one, regardless of whether someone wears Nike Airs or whether they wear Skechers, there's still a person behind that. There's still a person behind their outer shell with experiences that you can learn about by talking to them. And number two, to tie along with that, the kind of clothes that somebody wears, in the grand scheme of things, hardly says anything about them. Being attracted to somebody who wears brand name clothes is not a requirement for shooting your shot with them. It's just a preference. Like, say, there's necessities and then there's preferences. A necessity with somebody that I'm shooting my shot with is that they have good hygiene. But a preference would be if they own brand name clothes and shoes. But in high school, I thought that I had no chance with a girl because I stood out in this way. And I completely ignored the other things that I could possibly offer to someone. Literally anything that could be used for Riz or to impress a girl... I was completely closed off to that's thunder i was completely closed off to it because i had stopped at okay we don't dress the same i don't dress as nice as them and so why would they go for me and part of that goes into another thing that would completely stop me from shooting my shot with somebody which was overthinking the future i realize now how flawed it is to think about a future with somebody that you haven't even expressed feelings for but hey, look, we're all a little Delulu. So back in early high school, when I would see somebody I liked, I would make up all these fake scenarios and fake hurdles of what would a relationship with them be like, thinking way too far ahead in the future. Like, I don't see how the both of us could possibly overcome this thing in the future if it were to happen. So this just completely cut me off from expressing my feelings for someone, even though I did like them. And then there's this next thing. Which is something that I think more of us will relate to more than the last couple of things I've mentioned, which is I was scared of rejection. Throughout high school, I would pretend to be comfortable in the friend zone with a lot of different people because I was more comfortable with that than the idea of getting rejected by them. For me, it was this whole complex. I wasn't just scared of hearing, oh, I don't like you. I don't feel that way about you. But what if I get into a relationship with this person and invest time and energy and things are going great, but all of a sudden I'm quote found out. So now I'm at a point where I have let go of these flawed ideas around shooting your shot with somebody and I've learned a lot. So I want to share what I've learned. First of all, there is nothing wrong with shooting your shot. I think there's a lot of fear and anxiety around doing it and it can even feel like the world is going to collide in on itself if you shoot your shot and you get rejected. But I've learned to let go of the fear of rejection, and here's how. I used to think that shooting your shot had to have all this romantic buildup, 
And if the stars don't align, if it's not poetic, if you can't pull it off in some kind of fancy way, then it's not meant to be and you shouldn't even do it. I had these insane expectations around it that I had to let go of. Because I got so tired of talking myself down from doing it, because things didn't look perfect. It doesn't have to involve being a Michael Jackson level of smooth. I think that how you shoot your shot isn't as important as the fact that you made your feelings known to the person in the first place. Because there have been times where I've shot my shot with full confidence and the other person completely rejected me. And there have been other times where I shot my shot poorly. It was very unsmooth. And things worked out. One time when I felt fully confident and I ended up getting rejected was the summer before my sophomore year of high school. I went to this summer camp for a week in Colorado. And I was playing guitar. And this girl came up to me and we started talking. And it was one of those things where... You notice each other from across the room and you lock eyes and you just know, you just know something's there, it's sparks, it's love, whatever. That's dysfunctional, by the way. This girl had come up to me and I thought the chemistry was really good. So I made an effort to talk to her the remainder of the week. And long story short, I did all this buildup. I dropped hints. I ended up full on serenading her. (laughs) And... I came off too strong. I didn't ask her on a date. I asked her to be my girlfriend. And she said, I'll think about it. Which, fellas, we know what that means. We know exactly what that means. So, parallel that story with this next one that I'm about to share. Where I was expecting to get rejected, but it actually went somewhere. So, I was in a coffee shop at my college. And this girl walks in. And I noticed her because she's really cute. And this is her like walking in the front door. I'm standing in line. She walks in and I make eye contact with her. We start having a conversation and we're drinking coffee together. She's like, I got to go. And I'm like, can I get your number? She's like, yeah. And so we exchange numbers and then I'm on my way to my first class and I text her. I'm like, hey, I just wanted to let you know, I think you're hot. That's it. That's all I did. And she texted me back. She was like, okay, meet me later. I think with those two stories in mind, there's something to be said about shooting your shot with a motive versus shooting your shot and putting no expectations on it. I feel like when you put expectations on it, it can get overwhelming and there might be that space where you're still in the friend zone and you don't know whether or not you should shoot the shot or not, even though you have feelings for the person and you don't let them know. So you develop motives, but then there's the other instance, like the coffee shop, where I shot my shot not expecting anything in return. And lo and behold, that actually went somewhere. I think it all depends on the person and the big key is not to try and be fancy about it, not to try to create a romantic comedy scenario, but just making your feelings known. I think that's really what you should try to accomplish. I think if you have feelings for another person and you don't make them known to that person, then that's going to be unhealthy for both of you. The other person deserves to know the way you truly feel so that they can react accordingly. And if you pretend to be okay with being in the friend zone with this person, 
you're going to subconsciously treat them differently. And I feel like that's going to rub off on them wrong and you're going to start to push them away. I don't think you need this Romeo and Juliet level buildup. All you need to do is tell your feelings to the other person. Be like, hey, you're cute. Or, hey, you want to get coffee? Like, that's it. I'm just saying this because I used to put so much pressure on it. And that actually accomplished the opposite of what I wanted. That turned the other person off. Especially if they start to get the sense of, you've put all of your eggs in their basket and they haven't even gotten a chance to respond to you or that you're sitting around and waiting on them to be in your life in the way that you want them to be. I think when we like someone, we just need to focus on step one, which is making our feelings known, shooting your shot. So now I'm going to move on to sharing some times that I've shot my shot and how that went. Because like I said, I've been rejected. I've had things work out. And I hope sharing my experience is encouragement to you guys to shoot your shot if you've got somebody you like. So my junior year of high school, I liked this girl and we had a couple of classes together. We had a lot in common and I thought the sparks were there. But this was one of those times where I was thinking way too far ahead. And so I wasn't sure how to go about telling this girl my feelings because there was not only that, but I genuinely hadn't shot my shot except for a couple of other times in my life at this point. And it didn't actually lead to anything because I told her I liked her. And then I tried to take initiative in setting a date, but I wasn't sure I could be bold enough to actually ask her on the date and then go on the date itself. And what I ended up doing is leaning on my parents for support on how to even ask her. And the advice that they gave me was to ask her what her favorite restaurant was, and then ask if I could take her. So that's what I did the next day at school. I was in class, and we were all working independently on what we needed to work on. And this girl is sitting behind me. And so I turn around, and with how socially anxious I am at this time in my life, I somehow managed to strike up a conversation. And so we're talking for a while. And then I ask the question, I go, hey, what's your favorite restaurant? And she said, "Mm, I don't really have a favorite restaurant because I don't really eat out a lot. And I hadn't planned for that response. But on the spot, I came up with, well, if you could eat out at any restaurant, where would you go? And she said, um, I don't know if I have a favorite restaurant. I'd probably go to my uncle's. (laughs) And that made me really frustrated in the moment. It's like, damn, I just got shut down. And so I didn't respond in the right way. I changed the subject and we started having a different conversation. And what's ironic is that after this conversation, I told her I liked her, but I didn't take any more initiative in setting a date. I didn't fully understand how expressing your feelings to somebody worked. And so I thought that simply expressing my feelings was enough on my part. I told her I liked her and she took it really well. She looked really flattered, but I just let it breathe. I didn't do anything after the fact. If I could do anything in retrospect, I would ask her on a date off the cusp of directly confessing my feelings. So now moving on to our next story. There was this girl that I liked my senior year. We had a couple of classes together and I just really liked her personality and the fact that we both had the same sense of humor. 
And this was after things not working out with the girl from my junior year. So I pulled myself together and I was like, all right, let's not have a repeat of that. Let's build up some courage and just confess our feelings and then ask her out on a date. So we get to the last class of the school day, which we have together. And it's so funny because we actually both get on topic of relationships. And she asked me, do you want a relationship with somebody? And I'm like, yeah. And then we talk about that for a little bit longer. And then she turns around and does the icebreaker. Like you remember in high school when you had like warmups and icebreakers, we're doing that. And then I got her attention again. I was like, hey, do you think we could talk for a second after class before you get on the bus? She was like, sure. And what I start to do is I start to get into this headspace. I'm like, okay, I've got an opportunity to tell this girl my feelings and I don't want anything going wrong. As long as she doesn't have an emergency, I don't have an emergency, nothing goes different than planned. I can just go through with telling her my feelings and asking her on a date. That would be amazing. And then the bell rings and we're walking out of class. I'm getting ready to tell her my feelings. And then she gets a notification on her phone. She's like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, what? And she told me that something personal and traumatic had happened to one of her friends. I was so focused on asking her out that it was all that I could think about. And I expressed sympathy for her friend, but I brushed over it very quickly and moved on to expressing my feelings. If I could go back to that day, I would say, well, you should go comfort her because what I have to say is much less important. I'll tell you another time. But I was very desperate, and so I felt a strong need to confess my feelings right there, right then, regardless of what was happening in the moment. If only I had known that while, yes, you do typically have a short window of time to shoot your shot, you usually get a few separate opportunities. It's like in season one of Friends where Ross continually loses opportunities to confess his feelings for Rachel. And it really stings to watch as a viewer, but you know in your heart that the timing will work out and he will eventually gain some confidence and get his flowers. At least I hope he does because I'm only on season one of Friends. I just started watching it. Blew my expectations away, actually. So I still feel shitty about that because I wasn't as sensitive as I could have been in that moment. I still proceeded to confess my feelings and ask her out. And what's even crazier is she said yes. She said yes to me. And she was my girlfriend for a while. So I got the high school sweetheart experience, which I'm very grateful for. And I tell you that last story to say that while it was very unflattering the way I went about asking her out and confessing my feelings, it was also direct. And that ties into the main point I'm trying to drive home with this episode. How you shoot your shot is much less important than the fact that you are making your feelings known in the first place. So on that note is how we're going to wrap up this episode. If you've got somebody you have feelings for and you're hiding them, what are you doing? Shoot your shot. The worst they can say is no. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave me a five-star rating, and I will see you on next week's episode of Well Cordell.